You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi everybody, it's Russ and my Hammers 11. I hope you're all safe and well. If you're new to the channel, please consider subscribing and hitting that bell notification button so you're made aware of any time we put new content on. Obviously, we have videos going up daily, but sometimes two, three times a day. And every story, every interview, every memory is brilliant and it's captured. So we won't always miss any of it. So make sure you hit that bell notification. We've got loads of great guests, um, loads of great fans turning up, um, including today's uh, fan. He's a writer for the Blowing Bubbles magazine, great magazine. It's Ben Harshaw. How, Ben? How are you, man? Yeah, good. Thanks, Ross. Thank you for having me. Absolute pleasure. How's, how's things in, in this lockdown era we're in? Yeah, a bit, bit fed up like the rest of the world, but uh, you know, we're we're get I think we're getting through the other end of it. So yeah, the pubs will be open soon. It makes all the difference, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and obviously, football's back as well. So you know, whether that's a good thing for us or a bad thing, who knows? We'll find out in a few weeks' time. But uh, at least it's something else to moan about, isn't it? Exactly. Exactly. No, it's it's been a good distraction. Yeah, no, exactly. And this this channel has been a good distraction for me as well because it's you know it's a great opportunity to talk to people I might not have spoken to before um, and talk about West Ham. You know, she's she's nice. You know, it's probably the, it's the one Zoom call that everyone wants to take because it's not about work; <laughs> it's, about, it's about football. So for you, Ben, obviously, um, you know, for those of you, you may detect a slight accent with Ben, um, being, yep, living in yep. Northern Ireland. Why West Ham, Ben? Ben, why was that your? Why is it your team? Uh do you know, everyone, obviously growing up in Northern Ireland, everybody's Manchester United, Liverpool or whatever. So I just, my, my dad actually is Manchester United and probably would have liked if I was. But uh, um, I just, something different. Um, I liked, uh, I'm, I'm a big Northern Ireland fan. Um, and at the time I was young, uh, Michael Hughes, Stevie Lomas um, were, were two of my favourite Northern Ireland players. And I suppose that probably drew me in. And then once I was in, I was hooked. Yeah, the worst, the worst and best decision of my life, probably. But uh, yeah, no. exactly, and you're right. There's, there's, we've had quite a few Northern Ireland sort of internationals, haven't we? In the team, thinking about it now, more sort of laterally. Orlando, Ian Dowie, Roy yeah. Carroll. Yeah, we've done quite well. Yeah, exactly. So at least there's some, you know, it's more so than maybe England internationals, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> and so, um, and so obviously since then, Ben, sort of since sort of that that period onwards. You know, there must have been, 
there must have been some times, some good times, some good memories, maybe uh, maybe not even games, maybe just sort of meeting players and stuff that stick in your mind, which, uh, which sort of, you know, we could chat about now, yeah. really. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I, when I, obviously I was, I was young and it was a few years before I was actually over at a game. So yeah. I was sort of, I was in the West Ham, but it, it grew. Once I first went to my first game, I was just, I was just completely hooked. Um, my, my brother actually went to university in Manchester, so I used that as kind of a, a base. And I went, went to a few, actually went to, I think, six or seven away games before I was ever at a home game. Um, but once, and then once I went to Upton Park, um, not only was it the football, like I, I went over to Upton Park by myself, knew nobody, and within all our friends that I still have for life, you know, yeah. um, that's what West Ham is to me. You know, it's, it's the day out. You know the the football spoils it most times, but uh, but no, it's 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 a laugh. It's a day out. It's it's brilliant. Like it's nothing like it. Yeah, no, I totally get that, and it's it's very true. Uh, another story: someone, um, one from the Scandinavian Hammers, German Holt said he was um, he flew to um, to Bucharest for the. Um, Europe, the, the not Europa, UEFA Cup, um, tie with yeah. Star Bucharest, and he didn't know anyone. And by the end, he was has been lifelong friends, with, and as you said, with you as well. You know, you flew over, you didn't know anyone, but by the end, you've made friends that you're still in contact with, many many oh, years yeah. on. And you're right, yeah. football is football is secondary to being a West Ham fan, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it has to be. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If it was number one, we would they wouldn't get no fans. So yeah, <laughs> that's the thing. And obviously, you know, you, you, you come over and. You come over quite, you know, reasonably often to see, see the games. And uh, it must be sort of nice to, to catch up with people face-to-face, you know, in the pubs and stuff. Yeah, no, it was brilliant. Um, I, I I came over, I think it was seven times before I saw a score. Uh, <laughs> and then I saw, and then I, my first first goal I saw a score was away to Bolton. We lost 2-1, Scotty Parker scored. Uh, and then eventually I got a win, but it took a long, long time. Um, but yeah, no, coming over, meeting people, I've always got a place to stay, you know, it's, yeah. you know, it's, it's brilliant. Like, um, I, then I actually, uh, went to university in Preston. So I lived there and, uh, went, I went, I had a season ticket and stuff. Um, so I came down every week, um, to London, um, at Open Park. And, uh, then I, I, I'm just back from moved to America for eight years. So, oh, yeah. um, I was living in New York, so I'm, I'm just back in the UK now. So, um, yeah. All over the place. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So going from going from going every game when you're in Preston to going to going over the states where you actually know football's not. You know, obviously, you've you just come back, but obviously, it started really tricky to get football up there, and and now it's like all over the place and all the networks. See, when, when I went, when I first went, I went actually went for a summer job coaching football, and then I ended up just end up staying, whatever. Um, but the coverage over there is better than it is here. You know, like yeah. I, I can see every single game. I know it probably it didn't used to be like that, um, but now like you can literally see every game. So yeah. it, it was great. And then I obviously met up with some of the, the New York uh, Hammers as well, um, which was a good good bunch. Great bunch. Um, yeah, really but everywhere bunch. you go, you meet a West Ham fan. It's know? true, isn't it? And it's you just have this sort of. I've said it before. It's it's weird. I you know I imagine it's the same with every other company. Uh, club but for us it, it seems to be a bit more you know like you don't have to I mean we've been social distancing for years West Ham fans you know <laughs> we don't shake hands we just go like come your yeah, wines exactly. you know, that's exactly. it and there's no handshake there's no hug it's come your wines and it's a, and that's it so we've been doing it for years we're ahead of the curve in terms of that but um, it just seems you know you're, you're right I mean I, who was I interviewing um, 
from the David Houtswick. Um and uh he he was saying how, you know, he would be walking down sort of uh, Manhattan and there'll be it was like a game and there was some people coming the other way and literally they just nodded because they were both in West Ham tops. And and that was it. And that, that's all you need to acknowledge each other. I don't see it walking down the road with two Tottenham fans, you know, smiling at each other and nodding in acknowledgement. But West Ham seemed to seem to have that sort of extra, extra sort of community spirit. Um, well, you wouldn't smile if you're a Tottenham fan either, would you? No, you wouldn't. You wouldn't. But I mean, we, <laughs> what have we got to smile about at the moment? To be honest, to well, be honest. Better, it? But, uh, but it is what it is. But yeah, you're right. And it, you know, the whole sense of community has come through this whole sort of channel. Um, you know, as I said, people sort of you know, coming on, suggesting people and they give me numbers and, you know, and it's just, it just epitomizes, I think we talk about, you know, we talk about his yeah. West Ham family and this is almost like a, an epitomation of that. Um, now, obviously what we do is we find out your journey. So if we found out sort of, you know, you, you, you pick West Ham because of, because of Stevie Lomas and, and, and Mickey Hughes. Um, and then, and then what we do is go into this Hammers 11. Um, so now for those of you listening uh, or watching uh, rather, Ben's actually been quite productive and he's given us a choice of three, um, which I think is fantastic, you know, but we're going to have one. We're going to go, just, we're not greedy. We're going to keep one. Cause I might come <laughs> back to Ben if I'm, if I'm short of numbers to do another couple. So we'll do that. And, and Ben's going to take us through an injury prone 11, which is, I think is brilliant. And it's a theme we haven't heard yet. Um, and, you know, albeit with some poetic justice, but poetic license, but, but, but we're okay with that. Um, the only criteria really is, you know, you have to be sort of alive to have seen them play basically. Yeah. And I think, to be honest, the injury proneness about West Ham is probably in our lifetime, Ben, and beforehand, it seems. People didn't get seen to get injured before we started supporting them, to be honest. But uh, now they're all bloody injured all the time. So, so for your team, Ben, um, who would be between the sticks? Now, I know it might well, be slightly controversial who's between the sticks. Yeah, ju- just to, to clarify, I haven't picked Andy Carroll 11 times, although I probably could have. <laughs> um, but between the sticks, it, it was one that was quite difficult. Um, for injury prone wise, but I've I've actually put Fabianski, but yeah. he's only been here for two seasons and he's missed a lot. Yeah. So, and he made such an impact when he was injured. Wasn't oh, he? massive! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, because it's like hindsight's a great thing, but obviously, you know, we, we you know, we we bought these two keepers in. Uh, we we sent the boys out, two of the boys out, and we, it made sense, you know. As long as you know, it did make sense, you know. It's like okay, yeah. And unfortunately, it just didn't work out that way, and we're sort of paying the costs now, very much so. But Massively. Um, but yeah, no, he's. And I think Fabianski just shows you how much a great keeper, you know, is is needed in any team, really. Because he just gives everyone confidence, doesn't he? He gives the centre backs confidence because the goalkeeper knows he, you know, he got confidence in the goalkeeper. Oh yeah, you can just tell the whole team whenever whenever he was gone, the whole team was just shook up. And yeah, we we saw why. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. And 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 you know, when he got back in, you just saw the team lifted, and it's such a critical position, which I think now people to understand even more so now because yeah, although we've been alright with goalkeepers, you know, you know, in terms of we've done well for goalkeepers, particularly in the modern era. Um, yeah, we have. You know, Robert Green and, and David James and Roy Carroll, obviously. And, yep. you know, and uh, we've done all right. But um, obviously Phil Parks and stuff before my time and Luda, and Luda obviously. Um, but yeah, put Fabianski in goal. And yeah, we'll put a caveat behind that. Definitely. All right, we'll put Fab in goal. Let's go. Let's go left back then, Ben. Who have we got left back, man? I haven't got left back. I've gone with a back three. Back three, I, fine. I'm trying to fit them in sort of thing. No worries. Back three. Who's um, your first centre back then? So right, right side of either right back, right side of centre, I've gone yeah. Sam Byron. Uh, yes. Never seemed to be fit. <laughs> and he came with like his big, you know, 
because he came from Leeds and you know they had quite a good procession of players, didn't they, coming through? And uh, and you know, it just seems it just seems to yeah, he just never never seemed to be fit, did he? And when he had a couple, yeah. I mean, he had a couple of games run and he was good, and then he just got injured again. Such a shame. By the way, he came in he came in against us a sub, I think, for his debut against Man City, if I remember right. Mm. And he actually looked really really good. And mm. then he just sort of he played three weeks and then he'd be out for four and. I, don't, I honestly don't think he was going to be up to it uh, anyway, but but yeah. uh, injuries certainly didn't help him. And I notice he's at Norwich and he's now out for the rest of the season, so there you go. There you go, he just yeah. carries on the trend. But we'll put Sammy B in. Unsurprisingly, Sam Byron's it's the first time he's come up in conversation. Well, there you go. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right, who's your next uh, centre-half then? So he's probably technically a midfielder, but he can't play centre-back. Uh, Alu Diara. Oh, Ali Diara. Oh, brilliant. Who was with us briefly, but could not get on the field. Oh, yeah. And I may be scraping the barrel with him, but, you know. No, but he was, though. And I, it, was, it was that sort of... There was a raft of sort of that sort of those French-based midfield players that came in, wasn't it? It was him and uh, Eduardo Cisse and people like that as well. And I think... Did he play a couple of games? He was all right, weren't he? And Yeah, he was. I was actually quite excited when we signed him because, yeah. you know, he's a decent enough player. Hmm. Um, but it just never happened. No, it just never happened. As with so many. Yeah, yes, unfortunately so. Well, for Alu Diara in, brilliant. I'm unsurprised he hasn't come up in conversation either. Um, right, <laughs> the last of the back three then, Ben. Uh, Winston Reid. Winston Reid, yeah. yeah. Who I absolutely love, but uh, again, you know, it'll be wonderful and then it'll be out for six weeks, you know, so it's there a shame are. because he really is a quality centre-back. Yeah, he was. I mean, when you look at you look at the, the impact he's made. I remember remember when he first signed. I think it was the Alvin Grant season he signed, um, if I'm right. And actually, one of the best things I think for Winston Reid was us getting relegated because mm. in that championship season he found his feet and he just went on and on and on from that. And you look at you know a centre back, but you look at the goals that he the, not not that not that he scored a vast quality um, quantity of goals, but what those goals were. You know, the mm. last goal against Millwall Upton Park. He scored obviously the last yeah. goal in Upton Park. Yeah. Uh, he scored in the three 0 win at White Hart Lane, uh, the Ravel Morrison game. You know, so for a centre back, those are three big goals to have on your CV. Yeah, totally. And you're right. I mean, obviously, when he came up, you know, from the Championship, when he came up, he was like touted by you know, Liverpool and you know Arsenal. They, they wanted him. You know, and he was a good player. I always makes me laugh. I always remember that because the club sort of promoted it. We just signed like a you know, a World Cup international. Yeah. And there I was rubbing my hands thinking, you know, we're getting Cannavaro or we're getting Nesta. And he's like, no, New Zealand, yeah. Yeah, World Cup in 10. And if I remember, like, watching the World Cup that 2010 season, he was all right. I remember he was yeah. one of the ones who stood out for, for New Zealand. And I, I don't think New Zealand conceded a goal in that tournament. Um, if all right. right. Yeah. If I'm wrong, Ken Hammers will tell me I'm wrong in the video. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's... Uh, he was he was good. He was a strong strong player, and he's you know he's been in the club almost ten seasons now. Yeah. Um and it's a shame, obviously, in, he said injury because you know we could have sort we could sort of need someone like him. I think at the moment, you know, just a steady. Well, machine. yeah, you look at you look at us having to play Rice at centre back the other day, and you wonder. I don't. He's on loan in America, obviously. Reid. I don't know if he's fit or he's not fit or what. But if he was there, you wonder. You know, he could he could have done a job for us. Yeah, totally. You know? 
totally um it's, it's the case now you just need bodies now don't you you just mm. need just need bodies because there's so many games happening so quickly and um, which is which is exciting because you know you haven't got time to you haven't really got time to sort of look at games and digest them and, and go into nitty gritty because you've got one in a few days time so you know it's it's really good it keeps everything going yeah right? it's all the all the positivity going for the time being right okay there we go there's your, your back three who do you want to talk about next ben who's next okay back? Got a little bit of a diamond in midfield here. So, uh, Hitzelsberger. Yeah. Um, I think he signed and then was out for six months straight away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, And I was excited about signing him because he was very good for, for Villa. Yes. Um, and was it Everton? Or... I can't remember. Definitely, yeah. I, I don't he know went if to he's, Germany yeah. and then we sent him back, but yeah. uh, he was very, very good. Yeah. But, he, yeah. He was sort of like, you know, he's... Those bombs, wasn't he? Those those sort of thirty five ping oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he pinged them. Yeah, and he was a good player. And you're right, yeah, he was injured for so long, but you know, when he came in you could see he was a class player. Um mm-hmm. he was class. I used to yeah. And again, unsurprisingly, Thomas Hitzelsberg hasn't come up in conversation either. So we're racking up the new names, which is yeah. which is great, man, which is great. All right, we'll put Tommy Hitzelsberger in. Who's your next who's your next midfielder? Uh, Jack Collison. Yeah. I mean Jack Jack it's it's just such a shame. Mm-hmm. Um what a wonderful player, and he seems like he seems like a real decent guy as well. Mm. Um, he's doing well coaching, so it's good for him. Yeah. But if you think about you think about that game, Millwall in the League Cup. His dad had just died, and he played. You know, I mean, he was so dedicated. He was wonderful. Uh, and I also remember one of the games that really sticks out for me for, when I think of him is the I was went down to Cardiff for the playoff semi final, uh, and I think he scored two that night. Um, and he he was wonderful that night. So yeah, he that really. He's a brilliant player, just just really unlucky. Yeah, he was. He was really unlucky. And and you said he's yeah, great guy and yeah, doing great at stuff at Atlanta at the moment. And yeah, I mean he'll he'll be back one day, won't he? Yeah, hopefully. I mean that you see you know, there's, there's, there's this influx of old old players now being brought into the staffing and you think, yeah, yeah. he's cut cut his teeth in Atlanta and then come back and you can see him sort of in a similar role to like Kevin Keane, I think, you know, sort of Steve. Yeah, Cox, yeah. Because he's be very good. much, yeah, it'd be great. Absolutely brilliant. All right, Jack in, Jack is in. Who is next? Uh, Jack number two, and I'm sure you, <laughs> you've worked out who that is. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Again, would have been a wonderful signing, uh, a fantastic footballer, but, you know, can't get him fit. And I have to wonder at the minute, like I've been crying out for Moyes to bring him on uh, recently, but I'm wondering maybe he's not bringing him on because uh, he's not fit. I don't know. But... Well, he said, didn't he? He said that he needed minutes under his belt. Well, you can't put minutes under your belt unless you play a game. And it's like, it just seems yeah. a sort of weird, you know, oxymoron type way of, of I thought of one nil down at, at, oh. at Tottenham. I thought he's the player, create things, you know, control the tempo. But mm. yeah. I mean, the, the other school of thought is, you know, they're, they've got less hope of these three games and they've yeah. got more hope of the others. So maybe it is, you know, I think we're clutching at straws somewhat there. But, um, but yeah, no, you're right. It's, you know, he is, is, and again, when he does play, he is still a good player. You know, he's still got a lot of skill and oh, a lot of class about him. And it's a shame that, you know, I mean, you know, before we got into the season, you know, before the Wolves game, we had a fully fit squad until like the last training session, it seemed. Um, yeah. And uh, as always, the way West Ham. But yeah, Wiltshire is one of these guys who, you know, he could really, if we keep him fully fit, he could really make a difference in that three. You know, you've got to think there's, there's Deck, Noble, and there's one more spot. 
in that yeah. three, you know, and you think Wiltshire in that, and you know, I think it's a case now of, you know, it's it's you know, backs to the wall. You need people who are going to keep fighting, and arguably the you know the the more sort of the more sort of foreign based players maybe not have the fight that the English players have, for example. Yeah, just, just yeah. yeah, just say I think everyone sort of agrees. You know, that's that's the case, but. Um, uh, I mean, it's like four. And it's, it supports us, so you know he's, yeah. he's going to be battered. You, you know, think he'd so. have that, yeah. And him and Noble, you have two West. That's what he, that's what the fans want now. Is they want a couple of players in that team who are going to fight for the shirt. And if they support the team they they're playing for, it just makes it a lot more easy to accept that they're fighting for the shirt, isn't it? Exactly. You would accept anything less, really. Um, right, we we'll put Wiltshire in. Great. Okay, next next one then, Bim. Uh, quite an obvious one, with Kieran Dyer. <laughs> Yeah, Kieran Dyer. again could have been a good signing. He's a good footballer, um, but that it was a terrible leg break, uh, and it just it just went downhill from there. Um, no, totally. And again, one of those players when he did play, you just saw he was a good player. Oh yeah, um, definitely. And and there was played for England a good few times, I think. You know, yeah, yeah, he played well, and and it's just like you're right. It's just like it's and and there's 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 no coincidence that all of these are in the modern era. In a space know, about, exactly. about a six-year period, you know, and, and, yeah. and it was, and it is, and it still is, you know, we get, I don't know what it is about, you know, West Ham, but it used to be the training ground, wasn't it? They always used to say, they used to get it because of Chadwell Heath, um, but now at Rush Green, it seems... Yeah, it doesn't matter where we go. <laughs> well, it's not that far, geographically, Chadwell Heath from Rush Green, it's probably about a 10-minute drive, to be fair. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's still, it just it just seems... It just seems the way, you know, at the moment. You know, you just buy these players who are a little bit fragile for us. Um, I think we need to train in those big bubble football things. I think that might be, might be the idea. Yeah, absorbs. Yeah, do that absorb thing. But they did, that's, <laughs> that was a joke thing, wasn't it? When they were trying to do social distancing training sessions, they were all put, you know, we're going to yeah. put absorbs. It was like, oh, yeah. But maybe that's <laughs> what, maybe you've got to bubble wrap these people a bit more now. I don't know. But it's, uh, yeah, we'll put Kieran Dyer in. Again, first time he's appeared on the channel. There we go. Um, who is next, Ben? Front three now. Uh, first one is Mikel Antonio. Yeah. Um, again, I really like him. Uh, not the best technically, but you know, he, you cannot. One thing you can't say is he doesn't work hard. No. He does not stop running. Um, and he's been he's been very isolated recently, mm. but he doesn't stop. And I've actually noticed after sort of seventy minutes, he, you've been watching it and going, "You need to take this guy off." You know, it won't stop. But he's he's tired. But it, for some reason. Mr. Moyes can't see it. Um, but he, he's another one who sort of plays in sort of three, four weeks and then hamstring. or It's, it's, it's because it's his size and it's his running power. You know, it's going to happen. Um, but, yeah, he, he misses a lot. No, you're totally – it's one of those things where you're, you're right when it's – he and then he'll have like three incredible games where he'll just terrorise the fullback. And then, then he'll get injured, be out for three or four matches, you said. And it's and it is, you're right, it's his size and he just doesn't give up. I think that's the trouble. I think he almost needs to know when to stop. Um, yeah. Do you know what I mean? But every ball he chases it. And that's why fans love him, because he does that, you know. I think that's the sort of, because uh, he came up for non-league and stuff, I think that's the, in him. Uh, yeah. You know, they're not knowing where to stop. I think that's where management needs to step in and sort of manage him better and, yeah. and you know, take it. You know, take a take a decision out of his because if while he's on the pitch, he'll run, 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 run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So take the decision away from him, and you know, give him a rest, give him fifteen minutes off. You know, whatever. No, um, totally right. And when I think when I think our season could be 
when I think of the Southampton away game this season, how well he played up front with Haller, and Haller benefited so much from having him up there yeah. with him. You know, if we'd have done that more often, things would be different. It's a shame, isn't it? Obviously, it's a shame that everything's happened, but it's that the season stopped just as we were starting to kick go, you know, kick started. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I would have fancied us against Wolves with that team, the the, the sort of the mentality we were playing. Um, obviously, we were meant to be playing that Saturday or the Sunday, or whatever it is, and it got called today. Sunday, before, yeah. yeah. And they just played Europe too. Exactly. And also Tottenham, because obviously everyone was injured. Um, yeah. It's the West Ham way, but you know, you, you can only deal with the hand, the hand you've been given. But yeah, you're exactly. right. It, it was the, the glimpse, you know, everyone had been crying out for Halle to have a partner. And it was and it was so it was working, and you could see Haller just was this different player than you'd had this, the previous sort of three and a half a season yeah. beforehand. Um, and then with Bowen coming in as well, you know, you think that's that's your free, isn't it? You think that's your free. You got Halle, Bowen, and uh, yeah. and and Antonio, and yeah, I just don't know why. You know, I mean, now I really like Bowen so far. Oh, that's great. Yeah. yeah. He's just, he had, he's got, I've had the same level of excitement when he signed as I'd had when Dean Ashton signed. You know, that sort of young, hungry championship player you know all. And he's very similar to Antonio. Doesn't give up. I mean, that Tottenham game, he was covering Frederick's arse the whole game. Yeah. Um, and what I would like to have seen with Antonio is him deployed in the same way that Wolves deploy Traore. Because, yeah. you know, in theory, they're similar. You know, they're both big bulky, muscular, quick people. And you think, yeah. if you throw him on for 20 minutes, the tired left back or right back, Antonio would rip him to pieces, like Traore has done against Arsenal. Yeah. Obviously, Arsenal. the other day, the same again. Um, yeah. But yeah, so then he'll get... But Traore, you, you put a, a game plan together and you said then he'll be injured now for three weeks and then you've got... <laughs> yeah, go exactly. to the school. Right, we'll put Mikel in. Who is your next player then, Ben? Uh, Andy Carroll. Yeah. Do, uh, do, do. Don't think I need to say too much about that. Um, what what a great player he could have been for us, heading the ball. You know, I think when I when I think of Andy Carroll, obviously the goals that come to mind are the Palace, yeah. the Palace goal um, at London Stadium, um, or but also the last time we played Arsenal at the at the Bolin. Um, I think uh, did he score a hat trick? He scored, he scored two anyway, and they were, they were two, brilliant. Yeah, mm. yeah um, you know, but. That that was you know what did he cost us per game you know that was ridiculous yeah yeah ridiculous so I don't think I need to explain any further no no and obviously we're due to play Newcastle soon so you guarantee you'll score against us um, just because it's the way it is with them isn't it but yeah you're right again one of those players is when he played he just I mean I love players who command more than one one defender and obviously he commanded always two defenders so naturally there's yeah. going to be an overlap somewhere um, but you're right it just again. He'd have three or four good games, and then he'd be injured and out for six weeks, and it's like it's just frustrating, isn't it? Because like you got you get like a team together, and you got like a momentum, and it just all goes by the wayside. But you're right. I mean, you know, there's glimpses there. Obviously, that Palace goal, which goes down in history, you know, one of the best mm-hmm. goals up at London Stadium, and he was just a good player. And again, I was really excited when we signed him. He was one of those players because I think we signed him really late on in the day, uh, yeah. and I got a, and I got a text message from someone with a picture of him. Like the shirt, and it was obviously before that Sky. It might be one of the club photographers or something. And I was like, "Oh yeah. my god, we've signed Andy Carroll. This is it. This is it. This is the start." And uh, and he gets injured and stuff. And his first game, I remember his first game when he came on loan was Fulham yeah. uh, at at the Bolin, and he tore them apart. And yeah. then he, funnily enough, he limped off uh, late in the game, and it kind of set set the tone. But he was brilliant. Like he was, un- he's unplayable on his he day. You know? Yeah. 
he really is. And I mean, you see, and he's he's very similar to like to, to obviously Wiltshire and Antonio. Anytime they get tackled and on the floor, you think oh, that's it. He's out. He's yeah. out. And you know, and then he'll he'll get back up. And go, oh, okay, we've got him for at least another half a game. Um, but they were all just so fragile, wasn't it? It seemed that they any tackle that you, they crumbled, and you got worried that they were gonna. That was it for them for the rest of the day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, at least now, if anything happens, we've got five subs if Moyes chooses to use them. Um, so it's a bit a bit better. But uh, right, okay, we'll put Andy Carroll, do do do, super Andy Carroll again. First time he's appeared. Um, and the last piece of this sick note pie, Ben. Who uh, have got? Dean Ashton. No, oh, Dino. Yeah. What could have been? And I absolutely loved him, and it, he was, you know, it was wonderful. He was exactly what you'd want. He could have been. I mean, people bang on about Harry Kane. I, I think Dean Ashton could be every bit as good. You know, yeah. he, he's strong. He could finish. He's technically a good player for you know for his size and all too. Mm. Like, he, he, it's his feet were quick. He was good in the air. He worked hard. You know, there was nothing that he was lacking. You know, uh, just wish he never got called up for England. I'm sure he does yeah. too. Yeah, I still have this sort of hatred for Sean Wright Phillips. It's quite funny, it's <laughs> yeah. like, you know, innocuous channel, but it's cha- challenging. But I still have, the, yeah, I still can't look at him on the telly. He was on Peter Crouch's thing the other day, and I just couldn't watch it. That's fast forward it for. <laughs> but yeah, I you're was right. just watching the the uh, Mark Noble testimonial again there oh. last week or so, and that goal. Like I was, I was uh, so happy for him. He deserved, you know, he deserved that sort of send off. Yeah. You know, uh, it can be a cruel game, you know, but it just shows you what a good player he was. Do you know what I mean? Like, he still could do it, he still technically was brilliant. And oh, yeah, one of those players, he, I mean, you know, I don't know how long he would have been at West Ham if he was fully fit, to be perfectly honest. Um, yeah, he might have got another couple of seasons yeah. out of him, but he would have been for you know, for England, you know, people were crying, Rooney was crying out for a decent partner, he would have been that person, wouldn't he? And he would have partnered him, oh, and, they would have been, yeah. and that and that sort of. That sort of finishes this this sick note eleven. Very nice, yep. Ben. Uh, <laughs> appreciate all the all the effort that's gone into it. It's been really, really, oh, yeah. really great. Right, thank you. It. No, good fun. Thank you very much. Obviously, thank you to everyone for watching uh, and listening. Uh, don't forget to subscribe, like, all that type of stuff. Uh, and for me and Ben, take care, everybody. Stay safe, and we'll see you again very, very soon. Cheers, guys. Bye bye. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. Eighteen plus.